traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen while the makers of Rexall drug products and 10,000 independent Rexall family druggists bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, private detective. Independent brothers who have made the word Rexall part of our own store name, and who recommend and sell the 2,000 or more drug products made for the Rexall Drug Company. Like Rexall Milk of Magnesia, for example. Here's a milk of magnesia, so pure, so mild, so creamy, smooth, and free from earthy grittiness, even children taste the difference. Ask for Rexall Milk of Magnesia at Rexall Drug Stores everywhere. And remember, you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. Now your Rexall family druggist brings you another exciting half hour with Richard Diamond, private detective, starring Dick Powell. Yes, we must hurry. It's reasonable to believe that you will have some place in Cuba. 
When they extradite him, he will leave and the jewels will remain behind. Oh, what's his name? William Kong. Mm-hmm. Wanted in the state to count the forgery. Yes, that's the man. Now, what makes you think he knows where the jewels are? As I said, Mr. Diamond, a tip. My own source of information, and usually quite reliable. What do you want me to do? Do your utmost to find out where the jewels are before Carnes is extradited. When are they sending an officer down to pick him up? Today or tomorrow. You must beat them there. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'll have to get a first permit and take it. You can take care of the permit this afternoon. As for the ticket, I have one here on the six o'clock plane. Oh, now, here, yeah, don't like things. Maybe I don't like the car. I'll give you a $500 retainer now, and another 500 when you deliver the jewels. Oh, well, I'm always asking stupid questions. Several things to remember. My company wants credit for recovering a jewel. Of course. The police are not to be told, as they may cause delay. We haven't the time. Well, if this Mrs. Carter knows the jewels have been recovered, won't she be glad to give you an extension? No, indeed. She'd rather have the 800000 Hmm, makes sense. Uh, here's your return ticket. No, uh, something else. Cars are taken away before you accomplish your mission. Wire me at the plaza in Miami Beach. If you have the jewels, fly to Miami, where I shall meet you. If you don't succeed, may return to New York, and the incident will be forgotten. If I get the jewels, I'm to meet you in Miami? Uh, I'm leaving on a vacation, and I would like to return with the jewels myself. As I said... Your company wants the credit. Exactly. He paid me in five crispy $2,100 bills and left the office, so I left also. When a man like Roger Blake walks in, offers me the total sum of 1,000 iron men to locate $800,000 in missing jewels, things start confusing me. I have a habit of putting myself in a prospective client's place and then asking the simple question, why? I decided if I were Mr. Roger Blake, I might gladly pay $1,000 for a chance at an $800,000 jackpot. I headed to the 5th Precinct Police Station to do some checking. Oh, hello, Rick. Hello, Murph. Uh, where's Otis? In with the lieutenant. I'm taking over for the next couple of days. Taking over? What's the matter with Otis? Oh, he's leaving town tomorrow morning. Expedition job. Expedition job? Otis? Otis. Wouldn't by any chance be Cuba? Certainly would. How'd you know? Well, he can't be going down there to bring back a criminal. That'd be a spotty gorilla or something. Somebody he can talk to. He in with the lieutenant? Yeah, go ahead. Let me know what you find out. Oh, uh, what difference does it make? Who's going to believe it anyway? You don't have to speak the language, Hornhead. Somebody will be there to meet you. Oh, hello, Rick. Well, good afternoon, Lieutenant. Uh, how are you, Sergeant O'Loughlin? Uh, como esta buino, Michael? Oh. oh, an accent from a Pochettefield. By way of explanation. Oh, this is going to Cuba. How did you find out? Merce told me. I'll have his badge outside of this office is to be considered nothing but an uncle But I am going. I will tell Yes, you am. I am. Uh, the walls. Don't look at me, Rick. It's the commissioner. I've sent the police psychiatrist up there to see him unofficially, of course. The old man told you to send Otis? Right over that intercom. Well, he must have given you a reason. That's like blowing up Boulder Dam to take a shower. Now, what kind of a remark is that, Thomas? I've been trying to think of that all day. Otis, go home and start packing. I'm packed? You just found out about this morning. How can you be packed? Well, it's a package of sends in, a gross of blue jay corn plasters, and his book on 301 things a bright boy can do. He's packed. Okay, okay. You'll leave tomorrow afternoon. Go get your papers. Right, Lieutenant. After we see, I'll say it. Oh, who did you say he was going to bring back? William Carnes. You remember him. We got a tip he was hiding out in Cuba, and we had the authorities down there pick him up. They holding him in the uh, the jail in Havana? Yeah. Hmm. Do me a favor, will you? Oh, I can. Check on a guy named Roger Blake. 
supposed to be a vice president of a firm called Intercontinental and Bondi. Anything special? Oh, background, anything you can find out. I need it today. I'm uh, sort of taking a little vacation myself, starting this evening. Yeah? Why don't you go along with Otis? Cuba's nice this time of year. You can help him keep his brains in one lump. Uh, Cuba sounds great, but you know me, Walt. Where would I get enough money to take a trip like that? Simon talking. Uh, Walt, uh, nothing wrong with Roger Blankrick. Hmm? The vice president of the Bonding Corporation, like you said, married once, wife died four years ago. Has a brother somewhere in the West, William Blake. Nothing on him. What else? Well, let's say, uh, vacations in Florida every year about this time. Used to be in charge of the Cuban office of Intercontinental, whatever that is. And, and, and you working for him? Uh-uh, you're getting nosy now. Well, huh? he's got a good record. Gambles a lot when he's out in Florida, but who doesn't? How about his financial statement? Not bad, not good. He's got about 15000 in the bank. Okay, thanks. I'm in the rush, Walt. Well, have a good time. You'll hear all about it. I grabbed my plane okay, and six hours later, we dropped down for a landing at the Havana Airport. I checked in at customs, and being able to abla enough Espanol, I got a tip-hungry cabbie to take me to one of the better hotels, $3 a night. I got a good night's sleep, and bright and early the next morning, went over to the local Bastille. After not too much effort, I was able to visit William Carnes in his jail cell. Someone to see you, Mr. Carnes. Well, I'm just making a new part of tea. You can call when you are finished, senor. Hello, Carnes. You the cop come down and take me back? No. I understand he won't be here until late this afternoon. Well, who are you? Seems to be no privacy even in jail. Name's Diamond. I'm a novelist. Yeah? Yeah, I was in Havana, and I heard you were going to be extradited. I thought you might have an interesting story. I'll bet you did. I uh, understand you're wanted for two counts of forgery. Oh, you do, huh? No story? No story. <laughs> okay, pronto, move, or I sit you again. He, he, I move, I hey, move. what's going on out there? I don't know. You think you hear Carl's tale? When? When? This is a cell. What do you want? What's the idea of a knife? I want you out of this lousy desert, senor. The idea of the knife is to slit this pig's throat if he do not open your cell. <laughs> You will open it now? Please, please, open it. He held the knife at the jailer's throat while the door was open. He was dressed in what used to be a white Panama suit. He stood about five feet four, weighing in around 200. On his feet, he wore sandals that looked like he'd stayed up nights during Hosen. On top of his head, covering his shaggy black hair, was a straw hat, and stuck in his fat lip was a long black cheroot. Between the smell of garlic and cigar smoke, I began to feel what it might be like to come face to face with a billiard dragon. Senor Carnes, Ramonos, Ramonos, who's that? Hey, friend. You go now, Ponce. Now, look, fellow, I have... You go, too, Senor. Hmm. <laughs> if I had time, I would let everybody out. I don't get your angle, but I'm not squawking, okay? Thanks. Then, uh, now, you get in the cell, jailer. <laughs> Senor Diamond... You want to That's exactly what I did. I don't think it was a dirt. I had a thirty-eight under my arm that could have caused a lot of trouble, but I wanted to try and tail Carnes. Knowing that the law was on the way to picking up, Carnes might have head for the jewels and try to get out of the country. 
I went out of that building like a homesick jackrabbit, and I lapsed time, ducking into a building about halfway down the street. The sign over the door read, Eduardo, Havana, Brooklyn, Cafe. Made me feel right at home, so I slowed down to a sprint and went in. Listening to Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Brought to you by the makers of Rexall Drug Products and your Rexall Family Drugs. And here he is. Whenever warm weather rolls around, people start talking about air conditioning, and I start talking about the air conditioned aspirin tablet. You mean Rexall aspirin? Exactly, ma'am. Then why do you say it's an air conditioned aspirin tablet? Well, it's the extremely low moisture content of Rexall aspirin that makes it break up so quickly. And in order to keep it that way, Rexall aspirin is compounded in specially sealed air-conditioned rooms where the humidity and temperature are kept at ideal levels. That's one reason why Rexall aspirin, when followed with water, disintegrates even before it reaches your stomach. Well, that's good enough for me. And it's good enough for 10,000 independent family brothers, too. Quality like that is what we're talking about when we tell you you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Now back to tonight's adventure with Richard Diamond, private detective, starring Dick Powell. The bar room in Eduardo's Havana, Brooklyn cafe was small and dark. Time was nowhere in sight, so I walked over to a long bar and watched the lazy bartender move slowly up the counter with a wet bar rag. Something for you, Mark? Uh, yeah, yeah. You American? Yeah. So I got sold on Fiesta. What did the guy go who came in here just before I did? I didn't see no one. Now, look, look, a guy by the name of Carnes just romped in here, and he didn't go back out the front door. Are you going to tell me where he went, or I'm going to fix it up so you take your siesta early? You know, friend, I got a bunch of bottles back here. Good, good. Line them up. I'll see if I can shoot the corks out. You win, Max. Carnes went to see Maria. She thinks in the evening. Start at the top of the stairs. <laughs> I took off up the stairs like the V1 and didn't remember to knock at Maria's door. I went in, and there, standing in the middle of the room, was the best reason I could think of for upholding the good neighbor policy. Her south of the border, plus her north of the border. Wow, what a gorgeous job it is. Yes? Yes. Uh, where's Carnes? Don't you think it would have been more polite to knock? Now, baby, I'm in a hurry. Sometimes I get so wound up, I forget my manners. Now, where's time? I don't know who you are talking about. Where did he go? Who is senor? Honey, honey, now listen. I just had trouble with a bartender. He said time came up here to see you. Okay, now I got you. I still need time. So shall I start convincing you two? How do you propose to convince me? Well, uh, right now, time's important. Five hundred dollars worth of For five C's, I might even become a bully and start twisting arms. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to find time. But as much as it hurts me, I'll have to twist your arm. You're yeah. not twisting very hard. Oh, well, my mind was on something else. Marley? No, it was about that 500 I was going to get for bringing in time. Yeah. I really don't need it all. No? No. You, uh, you like times a lot? Mm. You're the best one around. Oh. Why? Oh, I could get along on half of the 500. I could get along on a lot less. 
When you come back. Uh, where can I find time? Mr. Lee, the kingdom can teach you now. Just to make sure you come back, of course. I could leave a hundred just to make sure you give me the right address, of course. No more address of any reporting. No, thanks. Forget the hundred. I trust you. When you come back, you can bring everything. I may be bald. I think my hair just caught on fire. I left before the room filled up with smoke and went down to the bartender again. He told me where to find Avenida Posterio. The back entrance to the cafe opened on it. It was a dead end street. A half block down, I found Romero 3, a hired building all slumped down. I quietly tried the door, finding it locked. I not so quietly braced myself against the firewall and took off like an erratic tile driver. I had to make it fold the first time I hit it. It did. I crawled in just in time to see Kynes die for a dressed drawer. He stopped cold and he saw the 38 in my hand. Okay, okay, don't shoot. All right now, happy fingers. I won't unless you get too frisky. Well, right, you're carrying a funny tool. Yeah, and it writes in lead on all six cylinders. Where's the stuff? Now get with it. You know about Yes, it? I know about the jewels. Come on, now give. Well, can't we make a deal? There's 800000 in currency. Right here in the desk. You can get at least 500 grand at a fence. And 250 yards. Oh, my itching palm. What did you think that to happen to me? <laughs> yeah. Do not worry about it, senor. Uh, what is it? <laughs> As I say, senor, do not worry about the jewels now. I and my 45 will take all the responsibility. Hand me your pistola, senor. Hmm? Now? I don't get it. First you bust me on the stern, then you come in here. Oh, you got it now? He springs me and I bird-dog him to the jewels. Well, all right. He did not know what you would lead me to, senor, but I am one happy man to turn out to be this. <laughs> Give them up and put them in my hat, senor. Uh, fat boy, you, you said a friend sent you to get times out. No, 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 not my friend. Friend of senor time. I think he had good reason for wanting him out of jail, so I follow. I am smart, right? I'd be rich now as this little door, you know? Oh, oh, here you are. Right, yeah. I don't think he should come after me for a while. I... <laughs> Look, pretty good, huh? Are you okay, you know, and once more, Times and I both went to the gun in that dresser drawer like a mace with a gin bottle. It was bargain day and climbed the basement until time decided to pick up a piece of the metal bed post and start me on the fiesta habit. <laughs> and I finally came around. Well, I'd done it. Well done. I'd lost the 800,000 in jewels, William Kahn, and enough blood from my scalp wound to make a vampire to a shotty. I stumbled out of the building and put in a call to the plaza in Miami. Before I could take a maraca, Mr. Roger Blake was on the pipe. Yes? Well, Mr. Blake, this is Diamond. Yes, Diamond. I, uh, I was in touch with the, uh, the party you sent me to see and took me to, uh, to the item you wanted me to get hold of. Well? Uh, a big bundle of garlic speaking broken English and saying pistola is now in possession of the item. You mean you had to, uh, and you let someone take them away from you? Yes, yes. There's something bothering me. I wonder who gave you that tip. Maybe they tipped the Cuban whiner who swiped the item from me. That way I can locate the guy and maybe still earn my other 500. Well, get the whole thing, Diamond. What? Keep the original 500 and go on home. 
Just forget everything. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, Mr. Blake. I really didn't understand much, except that a very bad smell was beginning to creep over from Denmark and land in Havana. I couldn't put my finger on it, but something was really wrong. I thought the thing out and then put in calls to all the ticket offices in Miami. I got the answer I wanted. United Airlines in Miami said a Mr. Roger Blake had booked passage and was due in Havana at five that evening. I was waiting at the airport when Mr. Roger Blake, as big as life, stepped down to the big transport and I trailed him out of the cab stand. He climbed in a hack and took off with my cab right behind. Blake's cab reached the outskirts of town and stopped on a dirt street, fronted by Adobe Building. I had my cab pull up a safe distance behind and got out. Blake went up to one of the buildings and knocked on the door. Someone let him in, and I went around back to find a way to get in. I found it in the form of an open window. I could hear voices coming from the front of the place. Well, I'm certainly glad to see you, Senor Blake. Can I get you some bacardi or something? You can stay right there. Tell me where they are, one with the other. I slipped quietly in and started moving in their general direction. It was thick dark. So I made like a bat, feeling the walls and hoping I wouldn't bump into something. Through a crack in the door, I could spot two people. Mr. Roger Blake and short, fat, and dangerous himself. I want the jewels, one. So do I, Senor, and I. I do not give them unless you want to pay me for it. I've already paid you well. Mm-hmm. To get Senor Pons out of jail. Okay, I did that. Well, then I warn you. No, you do not warn me, Senor. I don't care of you. That's what I heard it. Some copycat climbed in the same window I had was heading to the front of the house. While Juan and Blake continued to argue, I ducked into the shadows at the side of the door and waited. I didn't have to wait long to let much William Times, and in his hand was the 32 we'd rattled over earlier. He poked the muzzle of the gun into the room and went in after it. Roger Blake turned to meet him, and for the first time I saw the gun in Blake's hand. They both froze, keeping their sights on each other's breakfast. Juan took on a swamp alligator smile and sat out to watch. Well, William... I am so glad to see you again. I'll bet you are. Better drop the guns, my dear. He is your brother. Senor Carnes is your brother. We don't brag about it. Especially when one of us is a cheat. And the others are no good double-crossing louse. You get the police that I was in of. <laughs> what do you say? Hey, hey, if you're brothers, how come your name Carnes and your name Blake? I huh? changed mine a long time ago when I got into some trouble. I didn't want to ruin my beloved brother's reputation. Senor Blake got a good reputation. <laughs> he hired me to get you out of jail so that diamond fellow could follow you. He said nothing about the jewels, but I knew Senor Blake when he used to work in Havana. You could not trust him. Rex, I hire one to do a job properly. Senor Carnes has his jewels. Half of them were supposed to be. Mother, look me up and ask me to see. Oh, you're right, swipe them and forgot to split the watch. Well, you got it. Oh, it's all nice. Real mistake. One who has the jewels, and I am not giving to anyone. Well, I might as well get in on this. All the options free. Carnes turned inside his luck. I felt the bullet pipe my hair and hit the linoleum. Carnes was aiming again, but he forgot to figure three things. His brother, his brother's nasty disposition, and the gun his brother was aiming at him. Carnes took the slug right around the belt line and went down like a punctured zeppelin. Must have cut his spine in two because he folded up the sheet. Then Blake decided to add me and play for a pair. And just as he started to squeeze the trigger, I saw Juan reach back to his collar. His arm hissed down in the blurred half-eye. 
And before Blake could nail me, he was trying to squirm away from the ten-inch knife that made a goy chasm between his shoulder blades. I grabbed his gun quickly and covered one. Ah, they did not love each other, these two. Ah, I threw pretty good, eh? Yeah, yeah, thanks, one. Mm-hmm. I suppose you're going to want to deal with two, aren't you? That's right. Would you consider what you call the uh, partnership? Afraid not. Mm-hmm. And the jewel? Sending him over to the constabulary. Oh, senor. That's the truth. Mm, okay. And me? Well, you, uh, you killed man. Well, I say, you're alive. I'm not the police, so I can't arrest you. And I, I wouldn't think a long time before I'd shoot a man who saved my life. Oh, you would. But I warn you, don't try to make a break for it. Oh, I think I've got to. I do not want to stay in jail. The jewels are in my heart. I leave them in the middle of the corridor. Come back, one. Stop her out. Hmm, miss. Well, Maria will understand. I found the phone and explained the whole situation to the local chief of police who was just leaving to meet one Sergeant Otis Lovelone arriving on the 7 o'clock plane from New York. I got out because in my blood was the call of the wild goose, and in 20 minutes I was sitting in Maria's room over the cafe. I'm glad you came back. I didn't get that extra 500. Oh, Jim, I'm really glad. Because you must have come back just because you wanted to see me. Well, yes, I had something to do with it. You like me to play to you? Oh, sure. Love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it, love it. Bechame. Bechame mucho. Each time I cling to your kiss, I hear music divine. Bechame mucho. Hold me, my darling, and say that you'll always be mine. This joy is something you my arms enfolding you never knew this thrill before whoever thought I'd be holding you close to me with strings you do adore here's one if you could leave me each little dream would take wings and my life would be through Bestame mucho, love me forever, and make all my dreams come true. Oh, well, it's, you, you know, it's... too much light in here. You see, I have a terrible fear of light. Mazdaphobia, they call it. Well, I... I, I oh, no. Come on, Simon. You better open up. Oh, no. Otis. Who is it? I know you're in there. I trust you down. Well, goodbye, dear. Call him, will you? His name's Loveloon. You better open up, Simon. Will I see you again? Uh, not if you don't call him. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
Now, look, I don't... don't, don't. Come in. Well, I don't... Come in. Dick Powell will be back in a moment. But now, once more, here's your Rexall family druggist. In a recent nationwide survey, American mothers agreed that every family medicine cabinet should contain a reliable all-round mouthwash, gargle, and dress deodorant. And millions of homemakers choose Rexall MI-31 to fill that need. First test MI-31 kills contacted germs in a few seconds, yet will not harm delicate membranes of the mouth and throat. Ask for Rexall MI-31 at Rexall drugstores everywhere. And remember, you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. This is our first show in our new series of the Rexall Drug Company. We want to thank you and the 10,000 independent Rexall druggists for making it possible. Good night. Hiya, beautiful. Get lost, Bristlepuss. You need a shave. But I have shaved. What else do you want me to do? Silly boy, she wants you to go stag. Go stag? But why? Because Stag is Rexall's exclusive line of men's good grooming aid. Like Stag brushless shave cream. No fuss, no massage, just smooth it on and presto, you get a clean, close shave. Your face stays smooth and whiskerless all day long. I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll go Stag. That's it. Join the Stag line now at Rexall drugstores everywhere. Yes, to make girls care, go Stag. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh. The joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.